The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving. I'm host of Loving That Sports Talk today, and I got my guest in the studio, Jerry Brosco. How you doing today, Jerry? Doing good. All right. Happy to be here. Glad to have you. You know, uh kind of met, I like the way we met. We'll explain about that a little later, but, you know, uh, you're a baseball fan, you know. We'll talk football, but let's hear about the baseball. Tell all the listeners out there um, where you played and where you're from. Um, originally from New York, uh, played six years for the Pittsburgh Pirates organization, made it as far as uh, AA, uh, Altoona, Altoona Curve. Shout out to everybody on Altoona. And had a little uh, shoulder problems, arm problems, and that's what forced me out, but it's all good. I, I like all sports. I watch them all. You from New York, New York, huh? I'm from Flatbush. From Flatbush. How, how was it growing up in New York? You know, I never. That's one spot I never went. When we played the Giants, you know, we got whiskey in and we, we were whisk out. So I never got to hang out in New York. Oh man, it was tough, man. Coming home, you know, roaches up to eat and all your food. <laughs> oh man, it was tough. But um, made it out of it. It was. It was good. It, mm-hmm. Be be honest with you, Brooklyn is more like basketball. So baseball, I mean, I, the high school I went to, I had to go to another high school, okay. you know, because uh, Brooklyn, New York, they're all about basketball. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about that, Jerry. Uh, how was growing up with you know? It was mostly New York is basketball state, right? Yes. You know, another place you go, you see like um, Houston, Texas football. You know, how was that? You know, we was talking before the show, like people used to um, falsify the. Um, where they was living just so they could play for this school. How was that? Because everybody wanted to play. What school did everybody want to play for? Oh, back in those days, probably uh, Christ the King. Christ the King in New York. Uh, they were a powerhouse. Uh, boys and girls, another powerhouse in basketball. So, yeah, people just trying to stay with their grandmothers, their neighbors, their probation officer, just somewhere so they could just play basketball for those three schools because they were a powerhouse. They were a powerhouse. Huh? Now, yeah. what, what player was coming out? Um, that was really good that everybody know um, right now. Uh, my day, uh, little Kenny Anderson. We got to tell your age now. We got to tell. Yeah, your that's why I said. <laughs> Brother Kenny Anderson was Kenny a little Anderson. older than me. Yeah. Then Marbury, like, kind of been back of me. Right. So those those were the guys coming up. I used to look up to uh, the Pearl. The Pearl. The Pearl Washington. The Pearl oh, yeah. Washington. Okay, what did he play at? Um, he played was it Seattle or I'm not he sure. At high school or college? College. Or I mean, I mean, um, pro. Didn't pro. He, pro? he got drafted by the Nets. The Nets. Okay. And then, uh, I man, I thought he was going to be the next big thing, but uh, he got drafted by the Nets. Played a couple of years. He bounced around, and now you could probably see him at your local UPS. No? <laughs> That's where you can see him at now, huh? Yeah. Well, like you say, you know, he had that opportunity. You know, <laughs> once you get that opportunity, you know. And if you can't go out with no injuries, that's a great thing. You know? Yeah. I mean, if you, you play go on, on your own, 
That's what I look for. Yeah. So you got to have something to fall back on, uh, especially not to get off the subject with the NBA, mm-hmm. but it's it's a lot tougher because you only got two rounds in, in basketball, as mm-hmm. in baseball where I came from. You got sixty rounds, so you could just mm-hmm. make a living if you're, uh, you know, if you're under average, you can make mm-hmm. a living for a little while until they figure you out. So, oh man, this guy can't play. Right. You're released, but you already got five, six years under the belt. So. Right. So what you said, you, which sport would you you would say if a young athlete coming up, would you tell them to play the, you know, because Football, you only have so many players to make the team, 57. Baseball players, I think, you know, I grew up, I played baseball, football, basketball. Exactly. You said you played the same thing. All three. You know, and I kind of wish that um, I just stuck with baseball, you know. Exactly. Because it takes longer to figure out if I'm bad or good. You're right, you're right. Uh, Baseball, I would say, has a longer life because baseball, let's face it, you could get drafted out of high school. Mm -hmm. The other two sports, you can't play out of high school. You got to, I know football, you got to have two years of college. Basketball, one year of college, which I think is wrong because if you're ready, you're ready. Uh, you see tennis players playing at 13, 14 years old. So I would say baseball and just to try to get more minorities playing into baseball. That's another subject we could talk about another day. Um, but, yeah, I would say baseball. Baseball. Well, you know, Jay, we got a caller on the line. John, are you there? Yes, how are you, James? Good. How are you doing, John? Fine, fine. Oh, everything's going good. Yep, all excited about this weekend. Well, go ahead. Start. What do you think? Who you like? Well, I was talking with Jerry earlier. Let me hear who you like. Uh, the Bears are going to win it all. Uh, <laughs> they'll they'll smash the Packers easily, and then whoever gets in the, in the Super Bowl, the Bears will win that one easily, too. Oh, he's going to win that like one easily? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm for the Bears, you know, because um, Green Bay beat my Eagles, so, you know, I'm a <laughs> Packer hater now. You agree with that, Jerry? Uh, that's that's right. I don't uh, blame you. I would like to see the Bears win. You'd like to see the Bears win? Yeah. Uh, who, who would you like to see play against them, John? Pittsburgh or um, the Jets? Oh, the Jets, I think. John, we're on the same page. I like John. <laughs> John, you got somebody that like you. Jerry like you. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> well, you know, John, since we talk about that, you know, who do you think your, um, your Cardinals going to get next year's quarterback? Yeah, yeah. Did you hear me, John? Yeah, no. What would you say about I the quarterback? So who do you think the Cardinals going to get next year for quarterback? Oh, I don't know. I'm so, I'm just so discouraged about all of that. I'm hearing Boger. I think anybody Matt would be better, wouldn't they? <laughs> I hope not, but um, that's what I'm hearing. So you, oh yeah, I heard Bolger too. Oh, yeah? Now where's he from? I've never heard of him. He's from West Virginia. Uh, he played for the Rams, and I don't know where he's at now. But he he was uh, backing up Kurt Warner with the Rams for for oh. a few years, and actually got. When he got rid of Kurt Warner, it was his show. Oh, okay. But I, I'm familiar with him because I'm a Big East guy, and. Uh, Who's you know the man at West Virginia? That should help out your team a little, right, John? Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind giving him a try, but he was pretty accurate, wasn't he? As I recall. Yeah, I didn't know what he did uh, this past season, but I'm also hearing for the Cardinals. I'm also hearing McNabb, who lives out here. Yeah, yeah McNabb, I know him. Yeah, I'm familiar with him. Uh, my uh, boy Vince Young. Vince Young. Yeah, I'm hearing. Oh, that, so. wouldn't that be great if we could get Donovan? Man, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you still be a Chicago fan, Bear fan? Well, I'm where I live, you know. <laughs> okay. Gary say you got to get one team, John. Pick one team. <laughs> Pick one team. Well, I, I have to go with the Cardinals then because I live here. Well, we got to stick with that then, all right. Hey, my team's just as bad. John, I like the Broncos, even though I grew up in New York. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So uh, we got the second pick in the draft, and uh, Tebow's young. I think we're going to do all right. Tebow's not going to be a great quarterback. 
I, I just can't see him being a, that quarterback that's going to take them. You know, he's. I mean, he's he's a runner, but he's not a passer. It's not college. Um, he proved himself on every level, and uh, he did look good the last three games. They gave him a chance. Uh, I think he'll be all right. You agree with that, John? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What is this? You and Jerry just um, going against me? John today? knows. Oh, John come knows. on now. John. <laughs> John's like Bo. He knows. <laughs> you that, John? Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, John. Well, thanks for calling in this week. Hey, uh, listen, it's good talking to you, and uh, I'll call you next week, and we'll know who's going then, won't we? I'll definitely be a great conversation. Jets Bears, John. Uh, yeah. Hang in there. All right. Hang in there, buddy. Thanks again, John. Yeah, John, he's from Chicago, and um, okay. he's a great fan, you know, and always call in. And, uh, you know, um, he sticks with his Cardinals, you know. He, he's there for him, you know, and That's he's good. hanging there, you know. Yeah. If you got a team, you stick with them no matter how, if they up and down. That's the only thing about the Cardinal fans. You know? I was getting ready to say, that was the knock. Yeah. Since I moved yeah. here, a yeah. lot of Cardinal fans jump off the bandwagon, you know, jump right on. Saw so a you lot know, of fresh New Jerseys a couple years ago. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, when they <laughs> went to that Super Bowl, everybody was – Stadium filled up, you know. This yeah. year, you could walk in backwards and get in free, you yeah. know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Beautiful stadium, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. I mean, you know, your team's going to be up and down, you know. Yeah. Some years going to be great, you know. Then, you know. Hey, uh, somebody just texted me. They said uh, next week the Cardinals are three-point underdogs to Centennial High School. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> well, I got, I got my points on uh, Centennial. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's great, though. <laughs> so who else do we see out there? You know, like we say, Donovan out here. You know, I love Donovan. I love Donovan. Uh, I, You know what? And I used to like Shanahan because I, I'm familiar yeah. with him being a Broncos fan, and I, I don't think he gave Donovan a chance. No, you know? I think it was – you know, and I, I'm i not a Broncos fan, but, you know, I went to the University of Wyoming, and that's all we had okay. was the Broncos, you know, so – you know, I remember playing a basketball charity game against, you know, Mobley. Remember Mobley? Oh, yeah. Lily. Lily. Lily and all that. Sammy Winder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the um, um, the three amigos, Johnson. Uh, Steve Jackson, yeah, Johnson. Yeah. And, yeah. Remember Johnson. them? So, you know, Broncos always had a great team. But then, you know. Once Elway left, because that was a knock. Shanahan was a genius. Oh, he's yeah. a genius. He's a genius. Once Elway left, I'm like, oh, jeez. So, I, I think Elway had a lot to do with his success. Well, you, you look at these court coaches that they say genius, Shanahan. But it seems like now he's not a genius, you know what I'm saying? But Belichick is still a genius, you know? Yes, he's still a genius. Still a genius. You know, there's some coaches that still are genius, you know, but it's not falling off. I think Shanahan, since he took over this Washington team, he's just destroying his, his image and the team. Yeah, and his son shouldn't be coaching either, but that's another topic. Oh, well, yeah, that's what it is. He's letting his son run it. Isn't um, over there at the Cowboys, Jerry Jones' son kind of got some – uh, his son is running because he got rid of T.O. Yes, but his son's not involved as much as uh, Shanahan's uh, son. Yeah, I think it's Kyle Shanahan's his name. Yeah. I mean, come on. You're going to sit Donovan McNabb down and say Rexman's your guy? Right. Uh, you know, Grossman? Oh, uh, but, you know, like you say, look what he did to Albert Haynes. Where I thought it was all Albert, but it had to be someone with Shanahan with that. No, you know? Shanahan. Albert blamed a lot on himself, but Shanahan, you know, saying, oh, he didn't pass the physical. He right. humiliated him with the cameras rolling on spring training, and that's something you don't do to your star player. Yeah, but then, you know, I'm a, I'm this. You're making a hundred something million. Come on. Go out there and act like you want to play. Exactly. You know, exactly. You don't want to play, but act like you want to play. Yeah, you know? hundred million. 
man. Yeah, you know, just walk out there, jump, fall on the ground. $100 million, come on now. I'm not going to sit and lose all this money just because I'm mad at the coach. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I guess he didn't like the way the defense was rolling, which, understandably, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to play and shut your mouth. I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I think just because a player makes more than a coach, you still got to have respect for that coach. And that's what we got to get into the younger kids nowadays. No matter how great a player you is, that coach is still the coach. You still give them that respect. I totally agree with you 100%. That's why uh, a lot of – I hate to say college coaches don't work in the NFL or NBA because because of that. You think so? Yeah. Yes. Elaborate a little bit more on that. What do you mean by that? The well, college coach can't control the older guys? Or? Yeah. In the NBA, they're not going to listen to you, you know. And it's different because college, you could yell and, you know, you could get get in somebody's face like a Bobby Knight, Bob Knight. You could yell at the yeah. kids. You can't do that in a pro level. They're like, what? Yeah. Picture Bobby Knight yelling at uh Michael Spree, yeah, or yeah. Spreewell or somebody yeah. with a loose cannon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree with you, but you still, you know. You got to respect. I understand. You got to respect the coach. Yeah. I respect the coaches. I, I probably not don't agree with them, but uh, you got to respect the coach. Yeah, I mean, I never seen Michael Jordan going off on Phil Jackson, you know. No, never. But he did go off on a couple of players, but that's another story. Oh, that's, that's different. Players. <laughs> we could get into that. But, yeah. you know, when we come back from break, Jerry, we're going to still talk about a little bit more what's going on in the NFL and definitely talk about what you think of sports or coming up when you were playing and your, your kids. Okay. But this is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big name stuff too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well the beginning of every week is crunch time with keenan howry we'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general it's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Love. I'm back host of Loving That Sports Talk. I got my guest Jerry in studio, and I got a great friend from Chicago on the line, Jimmy Blaze. Are you there? Hey, how you doing, Jimmy? How you doing, James? Hey, all Jimmy. Right. How you doing, brother? All right, man. Hey, I'm proud to be on your show, man. First of all, I want to say I am very proud of you, man. Everything you accomplished, from, you know, growing up with you, man, college, and where you're at now, man, everybody at home, we're real proud of you, Jimmy. Well, thank you, Jimmy. I was just telling Jerry in the studio, you're a great friend of mine. We grew up together. Do I have to use my name? Do everybody know me out there, Jimmy? I got to go with Jimmy, right? Well, like I said, you know, you know <laughs> professional, I know you got to say James, but everybody from the neighborhood, we know you as Jimmy, and that's what we're proud of you as Jimmy. But we will be professional and call you James, too, but everybody from school call you Jimmy. Yeah, when I go home, I'm, I'm like, Jimmy, everybody, they go, don't call you James. I'm like, they don't even know me by James, you know? <laughs> But we know you when we see you, though, man. Like yeah. I said, once again, we're very proud of you, man. You represent all of us, and like I said, we're proud of you, man. Well, Jimmy, I got you on line. Go ahead and tell us, out, listen out there, what you do, you know. Well, like I said, I work with uh, youth at a group home from the ages of anywhere from 14 to 19, and our job is basically to teach them how to be young men. You know, a lot of people in our neighborhood, they grew up without fathers. A lot of us have mothers that was fathers to a lot, you know, fathers to a lot of the young guys in the neighborhood, and I just feel obligated to give back to the kids. And uh, like I said, uh, just like what you're doing with your foundations and stuff like that, I mean, we're giving back. And I just hope we have more people that can give back to the youth because they need us right now, you know? You know, Jim, I'd like to ask you this question and come to you, Jerry. But when the younger kids are growing up, and like me and Jerry's talk about, you got to respect your coach, but you also got to respect your parents too, you know? You have these right. younger kids that don't respect their parents, but, you know, like they say, single family home with just a mom and then not a dad. But tell us a little bit what they need to do. Because, you know, when we grew up, we not disrespect our parents, did we, Jimmy? Oh, no. Uh, no, we had none of that. I mean, we were old school. I mean, you had neighborhoods and uh, other parents that was watching us. And if something was not appropriate, you would have a parent that would go out and say something. Now you have these parents or, you know, I guess the, the different generation where, no one cares. I mean, that's plain and simple. I mean, uh, you can see a kid outside getting either beat up or anything like that, and you overlook. I mean, we got out the house and we stopped it. We yeah. let the you know the adults control the neighborhood, not the kids, and I think that's a big issue. Oh yeah, I agree. What do you think about that, Jerry? I totally agree with him because I was out of line when I was a kid. My mother gave permission for any of the neighbors to whip my tail, any of them, and that's and that's what we need. Uh, like you said, something happens, a lot of people look the other way. I know a lot of the hip hop kids got that stop snitching and, you know, routine like that, and it's just, you know, sends the wrong message out. Well, you know, when we grow up, Jimmy, like you say, when we go down the street, we're walking, we're seeing your mom, your parents, we respect them. We want disrespect, you know what I'm saying? Just like our own parents, you know what yeah. I mean, Jimmy? And then you hit another point on it also with the with the music and, and, and the, the videos. I mean, first of all, we all realize some of that is false. Yeah. A lot of these kids are getting information and believing in it. Yeah, these guys exactly. on these videos, first of all, I mean, they don't own half the stuff. The stuff they're getting is rented. Exactly. And the, are, and, and the, and the ladies are models. They're getting paid for yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, so I went on a... That I, the front that you're seeing on, on, on TV is not true. So I'm just saying, and then the music. I mean, the music is a little bit... I mean, you can't even, you know, be in the car with your kids. You got to turn the radio down a certain part because yeah. you don't want to expose them to certain things too early. And when we were growing up, you could sing a whole song with your family. Yeah, you know, he's right. Exactly. Like I was telling, not to cut you off, Jimmy, I, I've been to, uh, you know, hip-hop video shoots, 
and I seen those like after the shoot. It's like, okay, uh, the car goes back on the trailer, the jewelry goes back. So I actually seen it done. I'm like, wow, none of this stuff is yours. You know, I won't say the rapper name because I don't want to embarrass him. But yeah, so like you said, and everything is rented or not theirs, but they put on that uh, facade that you know you could get this, you could get that, and right, a lot right. of people want to get it the fast way. Well, and, and and that's what the kids nowadays want. They want that. They see that fast money, that lifestyle, and it shouldn't be like that. Take it slow. Get that education. Exactly. You know, because everything's going to come through that education. Exactly. You know, and that's what now, you know, what we do. I try to explain the kids who are growing up. My mom dad, like, you know, my dad, like, you got to get your grades, you know. Yeah. And if I wasn't doing good, they like, you're not playing. You know what I'm saying? That's, right. that's how it was with me. Matter of fact, I was going to get drafted out of high school for baseball. I was 17, so I needed my parents' permission. There was like, no way. You're definitely going to go to school. Education. And a lot of that has to do with creating jobs also. I mean, you know, let's be realistic. A lot of these guys have, you know, uh, have kids. A lot of these guys really, really wasn't good in, uh, in school. And yeah. a lot of them got out. And when you don't have any means of taking care of yourself, the streets are the only way a lot of these youth see, like, that's the only way they're getting out of it. And, uh, you know, it's back to creating jobs. I don't care if it's, you know, cutting grass, shoveling snow, we need something for these, you know, we were growing up, Cedar was our, our progress. Yeah. You well, know, and a lot of these guys, uh, you know, we were growing up, that was part of our jobs. You know, we had a job as a teenager, but now these guys have no job, so the streets are what they look up to. Exactly. Well, explain this to me, Jimmy and Jerry. You guys should take turns trying to explain this, but if you see what I see when a, guy, a kid come out of college, they're getting 56 million just to sign. You don't think, as me and the kid going, man, why do I need school? I'm going to get 56 million. I think it got carried away with paying all these high school, I mean, these college players so much money that it's making them, when the young kids, they don't care about school. You know, they just see that 56 million they're going to make coming out. You know, I think they should maintain that and, and, and not pay them that much and make these kids stay in school and stay the senior year in college. Am I right? Absolutely right. They should, uh, what they should do is focus on the kids who try to enter the, especially the NBA, not to just put light on NBA, but the kids who don't make it, right. who declare themselves. I know before they had the college rule, you had to do a year in college before you could go out of high school. Right. There was a lot of kids who entered their name in the draft, gave up the college rights, and didn't even get drafted. So they got to ex- exploit those kids more and say, look what happened to this guy, look what happened to this guy, this guy. And you had a good point also. I First of all, I don't believe that the rookie should get the money like that. You're right. I think yeah. the veterans should earn that money. That's what it's really all about. Any other job you go to, I mean, you have seniority, you get you know, you know, get the big, you get the money down the line. So I don't think that the youth that's coming in now should be granted that money. Yeah. I think they should earn the money, give them a little package within three years, and then once they receive that three years and they earn it, then you can give them an increase yeah. in raise. But I don't think they should be walking in because, like you said, you haven't earned it. Yeah, I think that's going to change. So I remember when Michael Jordan signed, he was like the third highest paid player on his team. But yeah, uh, And like you say, Jimmy, I agree. You hit it definitely on the spot. That's a job with sports, just like any other job. Why, why if Jerry been working 10 years here, giving our company good service, but the uh, guy just come in ain't showing no service, going to make more than Jerry. And that's like sports. How can you pay this guy just because in college he was great, but you already got somebody been in the NFL that's greater yeah. for 10 years, you know? And that's what's starting to mess up the society with these young kids. Yeah, they exactly. don't care about, you know. Because they got the money. Yeah, and they have no respect for the older. Yeah. And then look at the veterans. I mean, look at the veterans who put it on the line. You know what I'm saying? Look at the veterans who, who will walk on and or who are cut all the time and who stayed in it to get a chance, you know? And, and then here it is, you got a guy who makes the money, don't want to come to the meetings, none of the, you know, the hard work that puts in to earn that. And then, like I said, you have a dividing line between the veterans 
who've been there than the guys who just coming in. I can name you two rookies right now, one in each sport, that are having oh. problems with coach, talking back to the coach and not showing up the meetings. Well, go ahead, Jerry. I want to uh, hear because I want to see if I'm One is Des Bryant from the Cowboys. That just recently got out, but yeah. I, I, I pretty much know about that halfway through the season. And the other one is DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, I know they left. I know he left early after one year, but the maturity level is not there. And uh, well, let me give you this. Maybe you guys some, um, know what I'm saying about this. Like Jim was saying, you know, you have these players that work their butt off getting me. And I'm not a Brett Favre fan, but Brett went out there injured. He stayed in there studying. But then you have a Jamarcus Russell that made all that money, came in, and don't want to do nothing. Yeah, maybe you so, should. You know, maybe you should use another player besides Brett Favre. <laughs> but, well, but Brett plays injured. Yeah, but I got to give him his the, point. I, just the last. Three or four seasons I had a problem with him because he would say nothing, and then he would show up a day before the season starts and miss all that spring training. Well, I agree with you. That's pre-season. a different thing. Bro. Yeah, that's I'm, why I'm I said. talking as a player that go out there every day hurt and, and okay, makes yeah. that money. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yeah. yeah. Training camp is a whole different thing. Okay. But with a Jermaine Russell, got all that money, and ain't, don't even want to get in the film room and yeah, work all I heard his show. work ethics is terrible. So you gave him all that money. What do he care? But when you got to uh, – oh, I could probably use somebody else, you know, but – Yeah, some, that somebody else. <laughs> But I blame that on the coach then. I mean, my thing is like this. If I'm a coach of a team, if I got a guy who's not putting it in, then he's getting off the team. You know, there's no contract that can't be undone. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is if you're bringing a, a negative formula to our team, we don't need you. Yeah, I you think that. Saying? So my thing is why are we putting up with that? I mean, don't get me wrong. Cousins was all right and yeah. Dez was all right. But real talk, you can get anybody can be replaced. But but don't you think you saying you blame the coach? But the, nowadays the players got more say so than the coach. Yeah, you know the, I mean? yeah, exactly. I seen I seen I players fire coaches. Blame the coach. Excuse me, I don't necessarily blame the coach. I'm just saying if I'm the coach, if I'm the leader of this of this organization as far as mm-hmm. directing this team to be a certain way, and all of a sudden I got a guy who's not putting it in, he's like rookie. I mean, you haven't even earned it. Then you're a rookie and you're coming in. I think that's up to the coach. Hey, let me hold on. Let me speak to you. Now we have a negative problem then as a coach. I'm going to tell the organization that this guy's not good enough for us, man. Sometimes you got the owner. Okay. Well, sometimes you have the owner uh, taking the size of the coach. I mean, uh, uh, the player. And I can give you two examples, not to just name. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Vince Young was one of them. Yeah. So it's kind of you know in a no-win situation. And and I was go ahead, Jimmy. Go ahead. No, you're right. I mean, it is a double standard. I mean, what do you say when you got an owner who's like, "Hey, this is who I want." I and mean, you, you can't you can't do anything. The owner owns everything, so that's that's why when it's a fall or it's a high that goes in the organization, it all stands with the owner. Yeah, you're gonna have people taking sides, just like we were talking about Hainsworth and uh, yeah. Shanahan. Right. So, well, let me ask you guys this, Jerry and Jimmy: uh, when the team falls, like Dallas fell, Minnesota, is it coach to blame or the player? Because coaches put you in a position to win, right? Yes. He don't put you out there. You can't. He can't play the game for you, but. He puts you in the play. Who who should get that blame? I, I think both. But here's the Cowboys situation. What's Garrett? What's his name? Jason Garrett? No, wait, Phillip. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I know. Garrett, I'm saying Jason Garrett. Garrett was the offensive coordinator. Right. How come as soon as uh, Wade Phillips got fired, uh, Jason Garrett opened up the plays right. a little? Yeah. So it looked like he was holding, uh, not, not not to get off the players, looked like to me Jason Garrett was holding back. Mm-hmm. Until he became coach, and then well, hey, what a coincidence! Six, 60 new plays, and they're working. Um, the players sometimes, when losing, they just give up. And I, I've been there. Believe me, I've been on out of out of seven seasons, out of you know six, I was pretty much healthy. Uh, I seen players give up. What do you think, Jim? I mean, like you said, it's a double standards. I mean, I look at uh, Dallas Cowboys first when the quarterback went down. I mean, that's. You know, in certain, uh, like to me, with with uh, football, if the quarterback is the key to me. 
basketball is the, is the, is the guard, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because if you can't, you're passing and you're delivering the ball around. So when Tony went down, I think the whole team lost a lot of motivation. You know? No, I think it happened when the coach got fired because if you listen, Jimmy, when the, when the quarterback went down the next week, they beat the Giants with the backup quarterback. Right, but then, like you said about Garrett, though, I mean, you just you hit a good spot. I mean, you know, he's been in the, in the, sitting in the, in the waiting, you know, from day one. I yeah. mean, he was one of the highest assistant coaches. I mean, paid ever. Yeah, I so know. We for already a fact. knew he was going to be the man. It was just yeah. a matter of time when. I know for a fact he was holding out plays, yeah. and you know. So. I mean, I would like I said. I mean, I think that's not, and that's kind of selfish. I really believe. I mean, you know. But, I mean, you have jobs where, you know, you have people who are waiting to get in your spot. Yeah. You know, so if, if that's what it took, I mean, for him to hold back to get weighed out of there, then hey. You, uh, know? you know, I got a story about that, too, when I was with Philly about this one guy. But we'll take a quick break, Jimmy. Jimmy, do not hang up. We want to keep you on. Okay. And, and, and Jerry, don't you leave the studio. <laughs> so this is James Lovey. I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk. And this is great. And we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I'm back hosting Loving That Sports Talk. I got my guest Jerry in the studio still. Yeah, yeah. And I got Jimmy Blaze and back in Chicago. Um, you still there, Jimmy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When we got off the air, I wanted to say a story because you say people do things. When I was Philly, and it was four of us in the room, we always receivers trying to make the team. 
and it was like one spot, you know. I ain't going to make this long, long story, but, you know, when you said that, kind of amazed me because this one guy was between me and him, and we used to go on the field, and he used to tell me when I get up, run the, I ran the wrong play, tell me the wrong play. And Buddy Ryan like, boy, what are you doing, you know? So, but then I, I kicked in and got my butt in gear and said, you know what, I got to study myself and don't depend on nobody else, you know. So right, that's what right. you were saying, you know, there's all people out there that's going to, you know, try and get your job, you know, but I had to get in there and learn, like, you know what, I got to make this team on my own, not by somebody else. So I had to get in there and study. And that's what these younger kids that come out of college, they get to the NFL, and they don't know the NFL is more mentally than physical. Absolutely. You know, people still don't understand that. They see football out there like, oh, hitting hard. But it's a mind game, you know. And, and y'all y'all agree with me. I agree. If you don't know, yeah, if you don't know the plays, you're out of there, you know. And another thing I just thought about, too, Jimmy, just got me that, like, with the, the college guys, you know, you figure – all the money that these colleges are making off these young guys, that's another reason why they're coming in the pros. Green. Yeah, they should get paid. I mean, all this money is going past some TV shows. I mean, the game's sold out. None of this is really being allowed for the for the students outside of them getting, you know, education, which is really worth millions anyway. Exactly. But just the fact that all that money in front of these guys in college. Yeah. The Bulls bringing a lot of money. Out of there, they jump to the pros. Yeah, especially football. The college football, the Bulls bringing a lot of money. That's like why they don't want to do a playoff system. Right. You right. know, when you got three teams at the end of the season undefeated, and, you know, who's to say TCU is not champions? Right, right, you know, right. Because money, money, money. Same thing with basketball. When you have March Madness, what everybody do? Office pools. Right. I even got a church pool. It's about some money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well there's nothing. Look at fantasy football. The NFL took over that. Remember when it started off with just people, you know? Yeah. Now it's fantasy football it's more like the NFL. Even yeah. players are rooting for other players yeah. on the teams. So, like. I mean, players are doing things on the field to get their players, you know, yeah. you know, to yeah. build points. So, you're right, it's all about money. The sports is big, and, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I think the athletes should get a little something, at least, you know. I mean, it should be fair. Around. I think yeah. at least, you know, the greediness wouldn't be as much. I mean, if you can know that, okay, I have a job, because that's really what they're doing. They have yeah. a job in college. So yeah. why should we feel like they have a job? Practice lasts long, and I mean, they got to study plays and, you know, film. Yeah, if you think about it, they're doing more work in college than they're doing in the pros. Exactly. Jerry, are we uh, uh, play, uh, athletes, role models? Come on, answer that. Come on. Uh, they, they, Yeah, they are. They shouldn't be, but they are. Because Jimmy. Okay, go why ahead. Why you say they should? Hold on. Yeah. I don't know why you uh, say they yeah. be. Because yeah, you get somebody getting arrested uh, for acting stupid at a, at a, at a bar, at a club. I you know I don't think you know the kids should be held accountable for for something like that, and uh, you know like Barkley not to you know throw you off you know Barkley's you know when he said I am not a role model I agree and I disagree I uh, a lot of players look up to certain pe- individuals they look up to uh, athletes and stuff like that but athletes are human. Yeah, but I, I don't agree with you on that. You know, okay. and I know you don't agree that it do you, Jimmy. So I, I go mean, I'll, I'll let you go on them first, and then I'll <laughs> right go ahead. Well, because sports is number one. And what we look at our society. And and kids, everybody want to play sports. You don't really see a kid saying, I want to be a fireman. The first thing they say, I want to be a basketball player. Or, you know, so that's a role model because you look at your fireman, your policeman, those are role models too. Exactly. They don't get the recognition that they should. Mm-hmm. You know, but everybody say they are role models. But still, athletes should be role models too because kids look up and want to be that, you but know. athletes get in trouble. Um, that's they should, then they shouldn't. Am I right, Jimmy? Hey, I just feel like any adult, once you realize what's right or wrong, you are a role model. You know what I'm saying? Whether you are a doctor, lawyer, garbage man, uh, janitor. I mean, when you understand the responsibility as a parent, an adult, 
and what comes along with being uh, a person in, in America and what it takes, then you are a role model. So I don't think whether your job is paying money or not money, mm-hmm. if you're in a situation where you can speak up, you speak up. If, if you're a father and you didn't make money for a kid, but you're there to provide, you're a role model. Yeah, I, I understand on that aspect, but athletes shouldn't be raising nobody's kid, you know. I mean, they're own. I mean, you yeah. Have yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they're own. Yeah, you have a kid. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're an athlete, and you have a kid like I was just selling with Jimmy. I mean, when Jimmy comes to the neighborhood, I mean, any of the guys that knew him or whatever, I mean, there's instant respect. Yeah. But if Jimmy coming to the neighborhood in a negative way, yeah, it's gonna be looked at in a negative way. Oh, guys right. are not gonna look at him in a in a in a not to say you know looking at him like he's beyond anyone. But when you come into the neighborhood and you've made it, and you coming in, you're not. You know, do anything negative, and you can approach people like human beings and speak to them. I mean, people look up to that. And and when Jimmy comes to the neighborhood, kids look up to him like that. Yeah. You know. You know, and like you were saying that, that's, that's you know, I appreciate you saying that. That's respect. And you got to mention, too, there's other people came out like, you know, there's a Sean Wiggins, that, you know, yeah. a young man that uh, played behind me. And, and as he played behind me, he learned. He respect and learn, and, and he was always respectful, you know. And when you get somebody like that that came out of the neighborhood, that you know what I'm saying, Jimmy? Right, and right. Sean, right. All and, and Sean I mean, made it, you know. Okay. I mean, I think we have so many people from my neighborhood. Sean, his brother, uh, uh, man, and listen, I mean, we got a few guys. I forgot the name, but anybody that was in the neighborhood that dreams, we didn't see dreams. We had to go get them, you yeah, know. Once people exactly. went to go get them, then everybody started believing in them, yeah. you know. That's all it takes for one kid in the neighborhood to make it. So, you know. And, and like you say, you know, everybody trying to blame your neighborhood. No, it's what you make, make of it. it. You exactly. know what I'm right? Am I right, Jimmy? We yeah, just sit I mean, back and say. The, I mean, we have, I mean, to be honest, some of the coldest athletes was from the hardest neighborhood of Chicago. Yeah. You know, same so, here, I mean, yeah. the place you can't even come in there, you had your way, your head one way or colors another way. But if you had a wicked jump shot, like they said, Biggie Smalls, yeah. or you had a uh, uh, Tim Hardaway or Derrick Rose, uh, you know, crossover, I mean, you didn't get messed with. Yeah, that. Yeah, same thing. And, and that's what I was telling people I grew up, you know. The, the games, they didn't bother me because I wouldn't play sports, and they respected that, you know. Exactly. They didn't bother yeah. me. They didn't try and get me to join them. They go, hey, you know, I walked down to Horseman to play baseball, and I, everybody talked to me. Yeah. Yeah. So sports does have a, uh, I mean, a kingship type of thing towards it. I mean, because when you're good and you're the type of person that the neighborhood know you're good, you do have a, you know, like a VIP card. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, exactly. don't nobody really want, everybody want to see you make it because they know when you make it, they hope that you remember. Yeah, exactly. I agree with like, that. Like a D-Wade. I mean, we have a, uh, like in Robbins, we have a sign up there, Dwayne Wade up there, whatever. And, uh, Came from a single, guys in the single yard parent. Ball now, yeah. But they're inspired by that little picture on the wall, seeing somebody from Robbins, you know, who played in the projects with these guys and to realize that you can do it too. Yeah. You, you know, and, and I don't know about you agree with this, Jerry. You from New York. You know how well we play. We didn't have no professional court. We played a car wash. Then we Jimmy basketball. Yes, and you know yeah. how it was oh, New York. Yeah, yeah. You we, made your own basketball Yeah, we made our own basketball court. court. We yeah. didn't have the nets. If we did, we had the chain nets. I mean, yeah, we made our own. Even when I played baseball, we just, you know, we were tripping over glass on the field. Yeah. We had to clean the field up. Yeah. yeah, we did everything. We didn't have no bats. We had stick ball. We used, you know, stick. We, we made a ball, you know, but. And that just shows the love for the sport, though. That's what yeah. I can say. You know, for the individual who loves the sport so good that you don't even need a bat or a ball. Yeah. We made a, we can make a a, a basket out of a, anything yeah. if it's a rim or, or right. a hanger, yeah. anything that can make a hoop. And you can throw something through it. That's what we put yep. it on. So put a hanger on a tree and call it a hoop. 
But it's kind of what you said, Jimmy. You got to go get it. You got to want it. You know, these kids now, if they want it, they go get it. It's there for you. Exactly. No matter what. Like I say, if you want to be a janitor, if you want to be, no matter what you want to be, it's there. They just got to go get it, you know. Because I don't know. I never sat at home and and the door, somebody knocked the door and says, job. You know, job ain't going to come to your door and say, you know, or, you know, education. You know, you got to go out there and get it and and learn. And, you know, and I I keep stealing these kids. You got to have respect because. You know, I grew up and I said over and over, Jim, we walk, I don't care who it was, Mrs. Cage or, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We walk and, and spoke and had respect for our, our elders. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I'm 43 and I still say yes, ma'am, yes, sir, to yeah. everybody. Oh, exactly, and I, yeah. I run across you because that's how my mother raised me. And uh, that's how it is in the neighborhood. Yeah. Or, or really not just in general, you know. Respect is so big because it opens doors for you. I mean, when I see a young man or young woman doing something respectful, I just immediately have respect for these kids, you know, and don't even have to know you. But I'm like, somebody told you something, and I know you're going to be somebody. So that's my response when I see it from any youth, you know. You agree with that, Jarvis? I know you got younger kids. How do you know? Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Totally, 100%. You know, got to gotta do it. Got to have respect. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, we got to definitely get you. Who you got this week? Chicago? Who you got? Yeah, you are. What you Come mean on, who man. I got? Come, Come on, man. Come you on. already know, man. Yeah. The Bears, man. Ain't no ain't, ain't that second or third choice. I mean, <laughs> we scared. We, I mean, color scare me a little bit, but, I mean, it don't get no sweeter than that, you know. Yeah, we'll One be game, right. you know, we go to the dance. Love you, Smith. We had three coaches that let all the Eagles get aside, and they put it to put it together. And, you know, I just think if, if they come out hungry like they did last week, I mean, we're going to be in the Super Bowl. You agree with that? Yeah. I agree with that. Playing who, Jimmy? Uh, you know what? Back to again. Uh, I put it like this. You know, I think the Jets want it. I mean, oh. I, I love a team. Hold There's on, a man that knows the sports. I, I like a team that wants it. Don't get me wrong. I'm, Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm, I'm cheering for their coach and all that, but I'm always for the team who's hungry. Yeah, you know what Jets saying? are hungry. And they I just want feel it. Like right now, with what Jets went through, I mean, just like with because really they picked Green Bay over the Bears. Yeah. So, I'm the underdog, but I think the Jets, if they play right, if it's a close game, I'm giving it to Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, but if it's one of them games, the Jets can just get a good lead or maybe a couple of touchdowns, then, hey, I'm going to go with the Jets. I what, think, what do you like about the Jets, Jerry? Come on. Not because I'm a homer. It's like the coach. The coach, the, the players love to play for Ryan. Yeah, they love to play for him. They will bend over backwards for him. You know? I mean, you got – I don't know if you heard about that. You got Giants players praising, you know, the coach, saying they would love to play for him. And, you know, that's slapped in Coughlin's face. Right. But, yeah, I think they're exciting. Uh, you know, they got the big monkey off their back beating New England in New England. They right. beat only thing that scares me is they beat Pittsburgh like three or four weeks ago in Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to beat the same team in right. the same right. stadium. Yeah. So, you know, you got to be real on that. But I'm riding with New York all the way. They was here last year. They came yeah. up short against the Colts in the championship game. This year, uh, Sanchez is a little better. The uh, secondary is a little better. So, hey, we, it can happen. Why is it so hard for a team to do that? Can't beat a team. And they, they say they got their number, but then that always that last game they can't oh, get man. over it. Something about Pittsburgh, man. You know that song, Black and Yellow, Black and Yellow. Yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, the towels are going to be flowing. Uh, Troy's going to be playing. They were banged up last time against the Jets. But the Jets just got the momentum right now. So it's going to be a good game. But I'm um, pulling, you know – I would pull for a timeline on any other circumstances, mm-hmm. but, you know, I got to ride with the Jets. And yeah. then I, I got to agree with you one thing about just with the Jets whole thing with the coach. I mean, I'm realistic. I mean, I love a coach like uh, Ryan, too. I mean, the man, plain and simple, said 
it's a game we shouldn't like each other. You know, I mean, he brings the old. I think I'm looking back in the Lombardi days. You know, it, it was like old school football where yeah. we didn't like each other. When we played football when it was over with. We shook hands, like hands and yeah. a good game, and we went on. So I like that atmosphere with him when he came into the you know with the game last week. I mean, yeah. it was personal. Yeah, you notice how he didn't trash talk the Steelers. They played one of the best games I've seen them play yeah, with, uh, yeah. with, with, with against our Bradley. Didn't say a bad thing about the Steelers or Roethlisberger. It's just that with the Brady thing and the, and the being in the same conference, it's a little tough. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? We got to take a break again. But when we come back, Jimmy, don't go nowhere. And Jerry, I'm watching to make sure you don't leave the studio. But this is James Lovett, and I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk. Sports Talk. And for the Chicago people, say this is Jimmy Loving. <laughs> <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I'm back hosting Loving That Sports Talk. And like I say, I got my guest, Jerry, in the studio. Then I got Jimmy Blade back home. You guys still here? Hey. Yeah, I yes, just want to say, before we get started, just want to say it's good to have see a lot of brothers and sisters in the studio. 
parking meters will not be getting paid today, huh? <laughs> you know they're going crazy outside. <laughs> well, you know, this is our last segment, so before we go, we definitely going to talk a little bit more sports, but I want to get a chance. Jimmy, um, tell everybody Robbins and, you know, a little bit more about, you know, and who's all out there listening. Oh, man. Well, first of all, I knew I was going to be on with you. I had everybody that uh, from the neighborhood, I text everybody uh, and let them know, like I said, once again, you know, we're proud of you, man. So we were going to represent. I mean, you may get more emails now from the neighborhood, but uh, just everybody on Keystone from Trogans to, uh, man, to every church. Cause you know, we got a thousand of those out there, yeah. but uh, all the churches that support you, too, because, I mean, that's really what it's about. A lot of these guys... Uh, Giving their extra all to help the youth do who wanted to do things, which you help, you know, like helped me and you how we were growing up. So I mean, the center, I mean, just the whole everybody in Roberts, you know, represented and wanted to speak out and let you know they're proud of you, man. And, and I'd like to thank you. And then, like I say, I know where I came from. Robbins I always put that on everything that I, you know, I do. Everybody, where you from? Robbins, Illinois. So it ain't know where I'm at now. Nothing. I always know where I grew up and. Well, we always did church every Sunday and all during the week. And you know how it was, Jimmy. So, you know, car wash, um, over there at Southeast playing football, you know. so In the grass. I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, the games, everybody, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we had them all out there, you know. Uh, the Moors, I mean, Cade, I mean, the list goes on and on, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, you know, and then I got Jerry in my studio. And Jerry, so he, Jerry from New York and, and – um, Go ahead, Jerry. I'll let you touch. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. You know, family, you know, we all look out for for each other. We're all big family. I happen to go to school in UConn, so I'm all, you know, University of Connecticut, so I'm all, you know, UConn, UConn Huskies, and uh, it's good to have It's good to have that, man. Like you said, Chicago's the same as New York. We're all the same. Uh, I've been out here, uh, but even before I got hurt, when I was playing, I was trying to push minorities, at least in the urban com- baseball in the urban communities, because baseball is different. They would go to uh, Dominican Republic and Mexico and promote baseball there. So I just want to see a few people who look like me playing this playing the sport. So uh, a lot of uh, there's a few of us that's doing it, uh, trying to get you know more African Americans involved in baseball because growing up that was the, the sport for African Americans. And what you doing now here? What you have? What I'm doing now is I got more like a sports restaurant in Mesa. It's uh, called Brasco's. My last name, Brasco's. Uh, you know, sports restaurant. And um, come down there. It's on uh, Country Club in North of the 60, 60 and Country Club. And come check it out. Uh, Wednesday night we got live reggae bands and reggae DJs. So you know, come down, listen to some good music, and eat some good food, and talk sports with the owner. That's me, Jerry Brasco, and. Uh, it's a good family atmosphere. And I'll be doing an event, raising money, a talent show on March 5th at Jerry's Nun Place, Brussels. And we all, we doing um, advertising. Let not all, you know, Sherry be taking care of that. So, you know, so email me and I'll get everything out to you, you know. And like I say, I'm going to do great things, you know. We're going to we gonna work together to raise money and help out, you know, everything in the community to get yes. back. You know. We need more people like us helping yeah. out, you know. Hey, yeah, Jay, I'm going to check that spot out, too, man. You, when you start describing it, I'm like, man, I got to come check that out, brother. I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Me and my wife will come check that out, brother. We'll Guaranteed. Definitely show you some uh, hospitality there. Yeah. I appreciate that, so, brother. You know, like you say, every day I'll be putting some out for my listeners for you, Jerry. Definitely help you all. And, you know, appreciate you let us do an event there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because so, we've been know. serving the community since last week. <laughs> we're new we're new so you know a lot of people been coming in and showing support and, yeah, you know, they so, want to you know they want to see us uh succeed so like and i'm proud of you jerry like i said i don't personally know you jerry but i'm like this man i think anybody who goes for their dream man don't don't i mean as long as you got your faith and your head right i mean you can't there's no losing 
Yeah, thank you. I, I totally you know agree. So, I mean, I support you and never been to your restaurant, man. So just keep doing it. And, and if you're giving, you know, the same advice as you're giving on a radio station when people come in and being classy and respectful, exactly. I already know everything you serve in there is excellent. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thank you. You, I you know, like I say, I just, you know, I, I, I spoke, you know, I haven't spoken to with communication, but today, man, you got me aside. You know, I'm like, God, I got to sit down with you more about, you know, because you, you drive stuff in me, you know, yeah. and make right. me say, you know, yes, sir, to you, because that respect of what I'm learning from you, not just sports, but just I was in the room, you know, every Wednesday I'm nervous about my show, but just hearing you talk, I'm like, man, you know, that. So I could, you know, I look up to you, you know. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, I like to bring it. Y'all roll some of that stuff to Chicago, too. I mean, while y'all up there, y'all get a chance to rub that stuff back this way. Oh, uh, you know, uh, definitely. No doubt, both of, you, both of you guys are definitely people who can make things happen. And, I mean, I got ideas and uh, about a lot of things. And I think, you know, from this point on, I mean, I would love to continue to, to get something together, man, whether it's with the, uh, well, boys and girls. Yeah, exactly. Take both of them. I don't want to leave the youth. I have daughters, so mm-hmm. I want to have something set up if we can one day, man, get together for some for young men and women and give them the best direction we can get to them. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad I met this brother and look like we're going to work together, and, and that, that'll be our goal. Before we get out of here, Jimmy, one word. What would you tell youth and listeners out there? One word. Just oh, man, up. just uh, faith. Have faith without sight. You know, you have to have faith without sight. You have to believe in dreams that you cannot, that you believe in your heart. And you have the faith and the will, and, and, the, and even if you don't have the right backing, I mean, because God's going to send the right people to you. And it's going to be a young man or young woman that see the potential in you, and that's going to direct you to the right spot. So if you got a vision, go on it. And just close your eyes and keep moving. Don't let nothing hold you back. And you're going to make it. And, and Jerry? That would probably be my word, too, in love, man. Uh, my heart goes out to uh, the Tucson Six, what happened there uh, a couple of Saturdays ago. And, you know, I know a lot of people don't realize, you know, they take stuff too seriously. I mean, we, we may disagree on political stuff, but, it, you know, we're all the same. So uh, hopefully we do a, Someone approached me about doing a fundraiser for them. And we want to do that in the future, and um, that's like I said, we'll leave that another subject. Yeah. But uh, that 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 touched us. It touched me now because I'm part of Arizona, even though I'm from New York and Connecticut. Uh, you know, I feel you know I feel like I'm here now. So you know, that's my home. So hopefully, we're gonna do something for them. Yeah, and me to go out mine would be respect because if you had that respect, you ain't never hate nobody. There'd be no controversy. You know, respect goes a long way to bringing that love, the faith, and everything. So. If, like you say, we all can respect everybody, just love each other, have that faith, it's going to be great. And then we all can work together and we can move on. Exactly. Hit it on the spot, man. Hit it on the spot. Well, Jimmy, uh, we def- definitely thank you for calling in, you know. Um, and tell everybody back home, you know, hey, they always can call in, too. Hey, man, like I said, once again, it was an honor. You know, it was an honor, first of all, for just to be on here with both of you guys. And like I said, I've learned something within a few minutes that I've been on the radio with you guys. And uh, I'm going to go back to work. I go to work in another hour. Dean with Curtis, I think Brian, and and the guys I work with, uh, we're going to get together and listen to this together and and have a conversation and and see what kind of positive let them know how dreams can come true. I have a... I had a friend I went to school with. He's on a radio station, and we're discussing just everything, sports, life, and see how, you know, anybody can do it if you put your heart into it. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jerry, go ahead. Take a little note. You got 30 seconds. 
30 seconds. Uh, like I said, it's been a pleasure uh, working with you, and uh, you're going to hear more of me in the future, and I'm going to get more involved in you know, just spreading a, a message with respect and love. Come down to Brasco's anytime. Like I said, 60 in the country club, and uh, come down at night. we got reggae bands, soft music, top 40, and just make it a positive atmosphere. And like I say, uh, email me at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com, and we'll definitely get this out to you, and everybody grateful. you know. And like I say, you know, back, welcome back, Jerry, and this is Jay Lovey. I learned a lot today on the show, and, you know, I love to keep learning every show. So this is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and see you next week. Let me go pay my meter. <laughs> hey, you out of there. Go Bears. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.